just uh, one thought, one brief thought for today. We're still in the octave of Christmas, and I find it very interesting that after Christmas Day, obviously our vestments on Christmas Day are white to celebrate the, the solemnity of Jesus' birth, uh, and then for many days afterwards, uh, the vestments are red. So the, the day afterwards, St. Stephen's, St. Stephen's Day, martyred for the faith. Then St. John didn't die per se, we were red because he's, he's an apostle, but uh, definitely suffered for the Lord and was imprisoned for him. Uh, then after that you have the Holy Innocence, again such a, tra- a tragic, a horrendous um, event uh, marking these, these, the, 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 the sacrifice of these little children as such to protect the Lord's life, if you will, uh, from that madman Herod. And then we've Thomas Beckett yesterday. So the point is, even though it's an octave of Christmas, a, a season of joy, a season in which the, the light has entered the darkness, we're still, and this is what, something I really love about, that's something I'm coming to understand ever more deeply in my own faith. Um, our faith is still deeply rooted in the ordinary things of every life. Uh, it's still deeply rooted in reality. It's still deeply rooted in the fact that not everything goes well. So our lives, our daily lives, are a combination of successes and failures. They're a combination of, of highs and lows. And if you look at our, our, our whole lives, similarly, we look at Anna here in the temple. So she's well on in years, so she's a, an, an older lady, her days of girlhood over. She had been married for seven years before becoming a widow. Now, I mean, I'm sure all of you, I'm sure you too, we know people like that who, who became widows or widowers at a very young age. So maybe they were married for four, five, six years, and then their husband or their wife died. And considering when people would have gotten married, we'll say 10 or 20 years ago, well, 20, 30 years ago, um, they, would have gotten, they would have gotten married generally in their 20s, so then they could be a widow or a widower from the age of 30 for the next 50 years. You know, so that's a cross. That's, that's a suffering. That's hard. That's hard. You imagine then, you know, every Christmas when your, your wife or your husband is no longer there. You know, that's, 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 that's a suffering. So this, this, woman, this woman had suffered. This woman had, as many, as many people do, as many people do, but she had suffered for the loss of her husband for, for, for quite some time. And so she goes to the temple. She wants to, so she doesn't rebel against God, but turns to him and then praises him and glorifies him day and night with prayer and fasting, as Scripture tells us. So because of this openness to God, she, she recognizes who Jesus is as soon as she sees him, even though he's only a child, being presented in the temple for circumcision, so about <clears throat> seven days old. Uh, the, uh, she, she's able to, to recognize something very, very special in him. She came by just at that moment and began to praise God and spoke of the child to all who looked forward to the deliverance of Jerusalem. That's a big thing. She spoke of the child, Jesus, this baby, to all who looked forward to the deliverance of Jerusalem. So, so those who were, 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 were hoping that Jerusalem would be freed from Roman occupation and could again become this, this um, well, the pole of the earth, as far as they were concerned, the center of the world, this, the, 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 this place where Jews could freely come and practice their faith. So she spoke of this child to those who, who were looking for the deliverance of Jerusalem. So she's saying something enormous here. You know, if you, if you, see, if you see a child, imagine 100 years ago, and you, and you start talking about the child to those who want to free Ireland from 
you know, I don't, don't, I don't go into the whole politics again, but, but free Ireland from, from uh, England, if you will. Uh, you know, so why would you talk to people who have that intention about that child unless you thought there was, there was a link? So she thinks that there's a link between this child and the deliverance of Jerusalem. So she sees something very, very special. She, the, the, the cross has taught her something. The cross has taught her to pray. Her being a widow has taught her to, to grab onto the Lord, to hold onto the Lord, to find her consolation in him, to find her hope in him. And because of that, now her soul recognizes divine things. It recognizes good things. I think conversely, we can also say your soul becomes just kind of sickened by worldly things. You're, just, you're not interested anymore in things of the world. They, just, they, they mean nothing to you anymore. Uh, as, as scripture told us then in, in uh, the first reading of St. John, the love of the Father cannot be in any man who loves the world, because nothing the world has to offer, the sensual body, the lustful eye, pride in possessions, could ever come from the Father, but only from the world. And the world, with all it craves for, is coming to an end. But anyone who, who does the will of God remains forever. So this is, this is Anna. This is Anna. I don't think worldly things meant anything to her, because her soul was was focused on the Lord. That said, let's I'm going to add a, a caveat here as well. That's not to say that we can't enjoy a good meal. It's not to say that we can't enjoy good company. It's not to say that we can't go somewhere nice on our holidays on occasion. There's a difference between enjoying the good things of the world and being a slave to them. You know, We can appreciate beauty, but beauty doesn't have to lead us to lust. We can appreciate you know, a good meal. That doesn't have to lead us to gluttony. The, the, the sins are the excesses uh, of, of, of these ordinary desires. It's when they, they become an excess, they become a disordered affection, they become a disordered desire, then, then there's a problem. But to, to enjoy these things as gifts from God, there's no sin there. Okay, so what is the, the point of all this? I, re, I heard an expression during the week which really helped me uh, understand all of this, which is that life, life is hard. Life is hard. And as, as we go through life, it's not that the crosses become smaller or the crosses disappear, but we become stronger. Through the grace of God, we become stronger. So we, we meditated on something similar to this a, a little over a week ago. But as we go, you know, when you're a child, your biggest, your biggest problem might be... Uh, that you can't find a pair of shoes, you can't find your favorite glove, or you know, your, your brother took your favorite plate, you know, and now you have to eat dinner off the white plate, and you really want the blue plate, and that, that's 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 the end of your world that day. You're in bad form, you know. The last biscuit is gone. My goodness, and you're you know you know an inconsolable ball of tears on the ground. Uh, that's that's when you're you know seven years of age. I suppose these days when you're about twenty years of age, they haven't really grown up much. Um, that's that's your biggest problem. That's your biggest problem. But then in your late teens, you know, when there's a, a, a relationship breakup, that can be, you know, quite hard to swallow and quite hard to, to tolerate, quite hard to get over. Uh, in your 30s, 40s, 50s maybe, your own parents might, fall, might, might pass away, well, they will pass away eventually. Uh, then a little later in years, friends will start to pass away, you know, cancers and accidents and so on. Um, some may even see the death of, 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 of a child of theirs. You know, so these 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 crosses, they're they're you know from when you think about where we start, you know what, what would have ruined our day as a as a five year old, just the smallest little things, and now as a 
50, 60 year old, I mean, there's some, there's some serious things happening. People are dying. And people are being diagnosed, friends, people you love are being diagnosed with cancer and tumours and, and so on. Leukemia and who knows what. So it's not that life gets easier, but the idea is that the Lord wants to strengthen us so we become stronger. So it's not that life gets easier, but we become stronger through the grace of God. And all of these crosses and adversities, they're all opportunities to grow in grace. Anna, the daughter of Anuel here in, in her gospel, she learned that lesson. She lost her husband at We'll say they got, if we surmise, they got married in around maybe 20, 21, and she was married for seven years. So in her, again, it's an absolute guess, but judging by cultural norms at the time, she would have been a widow at probably 26, 27, at the latest, if not earlier. So rather than rebel against God, she turns to him, and that's the key. That's the key in our crosses, in our adversity, in our loss, to turn to God. Because life doesn't get easier, but we're supposed to get stronger through the Lord who strengthens us. Through him. And then we need not live in fear. Then we need not live in, in pain. We need not live without hope. We need not live without joy. Because in him we have the source of all that is good. And so that, that's why Christmas then is such a, a beautiful season. It's not just about gifts and, and cakes and that. It's about the light of the world coming into my darkness, coming into my life, illuminating that need for, for, for healing, that need for consolation, and bringing all that I need. The Lord gives me everything. So we ask the Lord today to strengthen each one of us in our crosses, in our adversity, May the Lord show himself to be the light, not only of the world, but the light of my life. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us uh, for these homilies on the internet, wherever you are watching us. Uh, it's a great honour and privilege that you would join us uh, on such a regular basis to share in our life here in Holy Family Mission. We're now eight years on the go, and then we've had the privilege of welcoming over 90 young people to take part in our year-long faith formation programme. Uh, and all of that is possible due to your donations, your support, your help and your prayers. So we're greatly, greatly appreciative of all that has been done here, uh, also through your support and your efforts. Uh, this is our fundraising Christmas appeal time of the year as well. So if any of you can or would like to support us, uh, we would be delighted if you could do so. We, maybe I shouldn't be saying all of this, but we uh, charge our young people €4,000 a year to be here. It costs in our around €10,000. We subsidise the price then by running retreats here and by fundraising. That's how, that's how we, we work. So uh, thank you so much for all <coughs> that you can do to further the mission of Holy Family Mission, that we can continue to renew, reinvigorate and revive the faith here in this country and indeed abroad. God bless you.